Hello. And welcome to the Betsy Betsy Boss Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back. We are getting down and dirty in the city of brotherly love. Mm -hmm. And even though bad things happen in Philadelphia, (laughs) as we learned from current president Donald Trump. Things happen. Oh, let me tell you. He knows more than he claims to know and more than he seems. Um, But luckily, this ain't a bad thing that's happening in Philadelphia. This is a great thing that's happening. One of the few good things happening. One of the very few at the moment. Mm -hmm. Needs something happy to talk about. But we are delving into a topic that'll make everybody feel smart. Um, But before we get there... good one it took me a second clearly i'm not too smart but that's all right you are the smartest (laughs) we are just trying to boost everybody's intellect up in here it's been a while since we've been on the air it's great to be back Mm -hmm. we're having fun we had the presidential debate obviously hence the quote um (laughs) it was completely crazy and of course since the debate and since Donald Trump totally made fun of JB for wearing masks everywhere, he said, Joe's always got the biggest masks you've ever seen. Look at him, he wears them everywhere. And I only wear them when I feel like it. Of course, what happens next? How you feeling now? He and his whole family <laughs> catch corona. Not to mention Kellyanne Conway, who God knows she's got every disease known to man. Oh, man. No offense. Um, <laughs> but also, who else? It was that... Um, uh, the whole the whole crew has it. I mean, it's coming through the entire the Republican crew. Party. The COVID crew, the COVID kid. Yeah. They are the COVID-19. <laughs> and oh, I guess it's just a weird time because he is not in great health, our president. Um, he's yeah. 74. He is obese. He's just got a lot of Breathing risk Breathing in factors. lots of tanning fumes. Oh, so many fumes. That orange glow that he's got going on. He really had a hell of a nerve not wearing a mask because... Look what the hell happened. You really are at risk at this point. If I was 77 and caught this, I would be scared yeah, shitless. I would too. 100%. Yeah. If I were just that age or close to that age, where I am now, I'm concerned being out and Me about. Too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but if I were anywhere up there, I'd be very concerned about being out there and just not being, you know, not having a mask, not taking precautions. Like, yeah, ooh. not being fully protected. And, know. you know, he's got these huge rallies full of people right. who are all not wearing masks yeah, exactly. at his urging. Just the odds are, you know, like, yeah, it's going to happen. Oh, exactly. So it happened. It did. Um, and now we're just kind of waiting for the consequences, waiting to see what happens. I'm really curious if, you know, they're going to do a Zoom conference maybe for the next presidential debate. Right. Um, which would be fascinating because, frankly, they could have used a mute button for well, the first true. one. <laughs> Sorry, your uh, connection is breaking up a little bit. Uh, right? Mm, seems like we there? can't quite hear you. <laughs> yeah. That's strange. But for the moderator to be able to have a mute button to just like... <laughs> Actually is when it's someone a, else's oh my turn. God, that's such an interesting point, honestly. Right? I would love that. You're like, time's up. Boop. Yeah, like, enough. Like, you're cut off, pal. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's so interesting. And you can, you know, talk till you're blue in the face, but that ain't getting through the mute button. <laughs> right. That is an all-powerful oh, that's button. so interesting. Yeah, that's such a great point. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens. Yeah. But, um, or if they'll even have another debate. I know that the vice presidential debate is scheduled for Wednesday. I don't really even... I, I'm not a big fan of Mike Pence. I think he looks like an evil Keebler elf. <laughs> Kamala Harris, you know, she's got a lot going on. I hope she nails it, but 
frankly, I don't know how she could not nail it against that Cretan. Well, here's a question, too. Do you think he'll be wearing a mask? I what really do you think wonder. the mask stitch will be in that situation? Well, and here's the other thing. I wonder if he doesn't already have it at Right, this point. that's true, or was exposed, or, yeah, that's a yeah, good point. Yeah, because they haven't reported anything with regard to his health at this point. Right. So it could really go either way, but he's one of the closest to the president. Right, exactly. So I'm sort of like, when he going to get it? Because right. he doesn't look very strong. Okay, he looks like the person that it would go after. If I were Miss Rona, oh. I would go after Mike Pence. Okay, he looks like a weak old man, oh, man. and who's ready to get sick and potentially become DEAD. I hope you know. I pray to God it he'll be past happen. tense, right? Yeah, it doesn't even past work. Tense, Pence, Pence, hilarious. Ugh, but yeah, it's a really interesting time we're living in now because karma has truly taken action here. I mean. Who gets corona? The guy who's been making fun of everybody wearing masks. I, mean, I feel like that's like a song like, who gets corona? Trump, Trump, Trump. Yeah, it's, he got it. And here we are living with it. And I heard his pulse ox was down in the 80s. So he's you know, gasping for air at this Ooh. point. Um, So I guess, yeah, we'll really just see. It's, God, that's crazy. Yeah. It is, though. It's so, like, I still can't get over the Zoom thing like you're saying, though. It's like. How fitting are all of these things happening and how they're going to handle things? Like, I don't know. It's just such a sign of the times. Yeah, it really is. And it's so fitting that like Zoom, the all-powerful Zoom, I mean, not to say that it's even been decided yet, but if it does get decided that this is going to happen via Zoom, how fitting would it be that this up-and-coming company that nobody even heard of pre-corona would step in to save the day come on and zoom come on and zoom wait you know what would be hilarious okay i don't know if you shoot i I wish i had it like new details better off the top of my head but (laughs) i want to say it was during the 80s in chicago 80s or 90s um during a news broadcast they never were able to track the people down but they intercepted the news broadcast and like it was somebody in a mask, like, jumped in in the middle of it, and it oh cut, to, cut to, like, their broadcasting or whatever. How funny would it be yep. if somebody could hack the Zoom call of the presidential yep. debate? I would love that Oh, my that God, moment. that would be hilarious. That would be hysterical and oh terrifying, frankly. Yeah, yeah, very much so, but it could be so funny. It could be hysterical. If properly oh executed, it could be brilliant. Yeah. Oh, truly. my God, that would be so funny. Ugh, I love that idea. <laughs> God. Well, speaking of smart decisions and not so Mm -hmm. smart decisions our topic for today is none other than the great the powerful the mormon elizabeth (laughs) smart the all lds mighty the all (laughs) latter-day saints yes she is truly reading the book of mormon this girl this poor poor girl although Honestly, is she that poor? Because she has survived and thrived. She has, yeah. After her experience. Yeah, she really has. She wrote a book. She started a foundation for abducted children. Yeah. All kinds of she's things. She's become, yeah, like a huge advocate. Yeah, she's very, she's a really powerful person. Mm-hmm. We love her story. I obviously don't love what she went through, but love how she came out of it so strong, mm-hmm. guns blazing. Yep. And I think she's a great person to look up to, especially in kind of the kidnapping world or just in terms of, you know, bad things happen to you and you can really choose how to come out of them stronger and how to make it work for you and how to help others through it. Yep. 
So that's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, should we hop into into Lizzie Smart? I think we should. I think we should. So basically, um, Elizabeth Smart was born to the Smarts. <laughs> Really? You don't say. That's pretty smart. Lois and <laughs> Lois and Ed. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, these wonderful Mormons who were living in Salt Lake City, Utah. Doesn't get more Mormon than that. Yes. Um, Salt Lake the City man. She played the harp. It was her <laughs> hobby. She did it from early childhood. Got really talented at it. And you know, she grew up in this devout you know church of the latter-day saints family yeah six children yes six kids she was the second of the six and her dad was a successful real estate developer and her mom was a homemaker pretty tradish and she was known to be just this kind smart shy and wait for it obedient child oh, there's a fun phrase right which we always talk about <laughs> ourselves as being like too obedient, too obedient as yeah. children oh like, god it's not god. a good yeah if I, my parents would have described me as that and it's never a good thing it's never good yeah that's like a you, sign of like they're obedient like, yeah, like you gotta get them worry into therapy. about the obedient kid yeah. because they will do anything yes. you want yes that was me as a kid like let me oh. just do anything to please you please just love me yes I'll make it as easy on you as i can well like my favorite story of how awful i am but how great i was i love this story way, is that my mom took me to my two-year-old checkup i guess two or I, two or three year old, probably two-year-old checkup but really young like a baby yeah like little enough to like understand you know like no no don't do that like and the doctor asked the pediatrician asked um where my timeout spot was and my mom was like well we don't have one and she's like, well, you really need to, like, discipline. Like, you need to have a place, whatever. And my mom's like, well, she just listens to everything never, I yeah, say. Yeah, she never disobeys me. Like, God, what a gift. Oh, but also, God, I mean, what, what a, a curse, curse for yeah. us. And I love the story. I thought you were going to tell the story about um, running, running into, into traffic. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, my mom got me the, around the same time. My mom got me out of the car. And at the time, we were living in a house that was, it wasn't super busy, but it could have busier, like, faster cars that went by on it. And um, I started going towards the street, and my mom was still doing something at the car, and she just yelled, stop! And I just stopped and, like, turned around and came back. And, like... Amazing. Any other child, and you would have been pancaked. Right. Oh, yeah. Or froggered. But because <laughs> you were oh so God, obedient... I forgot about the game. Right? In that yes. case, your obedience saved your life. It did. But what kind of life is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. I mean, I do know that there is a such thing as a prison of obedience. And yes. Elizabeth Smart certainly... Yes, good circle back. Let's yeah, back fell into that here. category when she was delightfully kidnapped but um all right so uh we have elizabeth at age 14 it is june 5th 2002 and she's sharing a room and a bed actually with her nine-year-old sister mary Catherine. doesn't get more jesus christ yes. of latter-day saints is than it, that. that's so weird that that like is a thing i guess i know mary Catherine gallagher in a, in a big house oh i thought you meant sharing the bed i feel oh, like that that's too. like a little house on the prairie kind of like Oh, big time. The you family know. bed. Right. You know. Laura Ingalls Wilder or whatever. Big time. Yeah. Um, so again, early morning hours and somebody comes into their room and Mary Catherine was pretending to be asleep 
Which, um, thanks a lot. Yeah. Like, Way to pipe up and save oh, your sister. Well, come on. She gets even worse later. No, she not sure really. does. I mean, she saves the day. She does it's save the day in the end. Spoiler alert. story, but, like, come on. There was a major lag here. Yeah. There really was. <laughs> I mean, a year? Come on, Mary Kay. No, I'm even talking about Night Of. There was a lag. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, she, the abductor... Um, got Elizabeth out of bed and had a knife at her throat and was telling her, you know, to be quiet, not make a sound. He had her get changed into clothes, shoes, something. Um, and then what took her out of the room and kind of down the hall. And again, Mary Catherine had been pretending to be asleep mm-hmm. and she, not long after he took her out of the room, got up, Mary Catherine got up, went out of the door and she saw him, with elizabeth right down by the brother's bedroom Mm -hmm. and so she got freaked out was worried that he was going to see her and she went back into her room and pretended to be asleep again again. thanks a lot sleeping another two hours (laughs) (laughs) yeah just long enough to to convince yourself you're asleep and to actually fall asleep was it a dream i don't know it's 4 a.m now Well, no one believes her anyway, so it's 4 a.m. Valid. She finally gets up, goes to good old Lois and Ed's room, and um, goes in and and tries to wake them up, and Ed says that he thought she had just had a bad dream, didn't believe her. Which, what a nightmare. Oh, my God, yeah. like Pun intended, like, believe your children. <laughs> seriously, or just, like, get up and search. Get up like, and check. Yeah. yeah, it takes two seconds. Yeah. Although, when you have six kids, you're probably constantly getting up. Well, and you're living in this whole little Mormon bubble of, yeah, that's you know, so true. what's really happening around. Um, but... What ends up happening? Mormon I mean, it is. <laughs> that sounds like, like a pleasant are... place to live in, actually. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, it depends. Yeah. Um, so finally, he gets up and starts searching through the house. Both he and, and Lois get up. Um, Lois, you know, they're searching around, and then she sees above the kitchen sink that there is a window open and a screen is cut. Ugh. And there is actually an interesting backstory to this, which, like, Oh, I can only imagine as a parent, like, makes you feel bad. Um, <laughs> uh, the hiring of crazy well, drifters. Before that, though, that, yes, oh, no. let's get to that. But before that, with this whole window, is that the night before um, Elizabeth was kidnapped, they were in a rush for, lo and behold, a harp presentation or a harp presentation, a harp <laughs> concert or something. A little concerto. This is the string. This is the. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> She burnt something um, on the stove trying to rush make dinner, ended up putting it in the sink, opening up that window and forgot to close it. Um, What a disaster. Yeah. But um, maybe we should just clue you in. The guy who came in and took Elizabeth was a man by the name of Brian David Mitchell. Okay. And the dude went by Emmanuel and he followed his own religion and it was a religion of his own creation. Yeah, that's always good. Yeah, which always helps. He thought that he was a prophet and, you know, named Emmanuel, and that he kind of, you know, was entitled to be a polygamist and to do all these crazy rituals and, yeah. you know, more on that later. But um, he basically kidnapped Elizabeth so that she would partake in some of these rituals with him. But... The fact of the matter is, the smarts kind of, and no offense, I mean, you know, it's no one's fault. <laughs> no offense. No offense. It's no one's fault. No, whatever. but it's Everybody still just mistakes, like, like good take God. your precautions, people. Yeah, maybe don't hire the crazy drifter named Emmanuel. Right. 
but they, I guess, hired this guy to do lawn work. And yeah. I think he was homeless at the time. He was. So they actually ran across him in Salt Lake City um, when they were shopping for school clothes, I guess. And Picked he him was, up off the side of the road. He literally was just on the side of the road. And I think they like were kind of taken by his asking for... So he was asking for a job, not for money. And right. so in their eyes, you know, it was like, oh, was he's not looking for a handout. He's looking for an opportunity. Right. So... And there you go. So I think he only did really a day of work at their house. He didn't though, do much. Right? Yeah, he yeah. really, he really didn't. But it was enough for Mary Catherine to remember. Uh, yeah, which is shocking. Which is shocking with her previous shortcomings. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but meanwhile, you know, as all this is happening, and as Mary Catherine is waking up from her fake or real slumber, yes, um, and the Smart family is being alerted as they to finally Elizabeth's disappearance. Smarten up. They finally smarten up. Um, David Brian David Mitchell is leading Elizabeth out of the house through the woods oh, for hours so to this fucked up creepy. camp where he and his wife wait for it wanda oh yeah we're waiting a fish called Wanda. you mean wanda and cosmo <laughs> exactly fairly odd yes. kidnappers <laughs> yes um but apparently like once they got to the encampment mitchell since he thought he was this prophet performed this crazy wedding ceremony to elizabeth mm-hmm. since he was a polygamist so obviously one wife isn't quite enough nope he declared that smart was his wife and he proceeded to totally rape her. Yep. And, you know, later on, Elizabeth was like, I tried to fight him off, but, like, I was a 14-year-old girl against a grown man, didn't even stand a chance. Well, this, so, in one of the documentaries that I watched, this is so sad and tells you how, again, probably going to the Mormon bubble, but also yeah. just in general as, like, a naive 14-year-old. She didn't know enough about sex, and so she thought that you could only have sex if you faced each other. Oh, so she rolled so over on sad. her stomach and clenched up, oh, thinking which that so awful, right? Thinking that you know it, it couldn't happen, it wouldn't happen then, and obviously it still did. Right? Which is oh, just that's so, so sad. sad. Oh my gosh. Yep. And what's sadder is, so Wanda and Cosmo, a.k.a. <laughs> Wanda and um, Brian, Brian, David. Brian David. Or Emmanuel, shall we say. Right. Emmanuel hold Elizabeth captive for the next nine months. That's insane. Which is a long ass time to be held captive, I would imagine. And during this time, Mitchell is raping Elizabeth every single day, mm-hmm. sometimes multiple times a day. A lot of the time, they kept her tied to a tree like a fucking dog. Right. Like, I wouldn't even treat my dog like that. Oh. Forget a person. And he always was feeding her liquor, like tons and tons of liquor, tons and tons of weird drugs. Sometimes he wouldn't feed her for days. She, yeah. you know, was at the brink of starvation for at some points. Um, and he was all the while trying to get Elizabeth into this weird religious belief system and convince her that, like, he was this prophet Emmanuel. Yeah, and there's a couple just, like, sad and crazy things that happened throughout this stay. So they were first in the desert at this camp, really, for the majority of of this time. Um, and it was actually not too far from where she was, where her family was. Um, at one point, there was actually a helicopter that came right above them, 
and it was blowing down the trees and everything like that. And um, obviously he told her, you know, don't move. You can't make a move or, you know, but she she was like, they're going to find me. They're going to see us. And unfortunately, the helicopter did not see them. So it pretty much just pulled off, kept on going. And she, of course, lost hope there. Right. Oh, my God. Which is just so painful, like, to come that close. All right. Speaking of not tying your dog to a tree, which I would never do, even though my dog is truly reckless. And (laughs) you're like, you know, losing (laughs) space here, making room for him. I know. In our little recording studio here. Um, He, I just am curious. Okay. There's all these odd things about him. Like he's got these dew claws on his back feet. It looks like he's got polydactylism. His ears are too big for his body. His nose has a little cherry birthmark on it. And above all else, he's got a penis toupee. Honestly, question for the listeners. Why do, why does my puppy have a penis toupee coming off of his penis? (laughs) He has about 10 feet of hair coming off his penis. If anybody could just like fill me in. All right. Can you cut the hair? Is there something inappropriate about that? What do I do? All I could think this is even more inappropriate. (laughs) The song He's got a small penis toupee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hate myself. That was so witty. I don't know. Well, I thought for I thought for a second that the word was raspberry, like or a uh, uh, toupee, and really? then I was like, no, it's beret. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah totally like it took beret. Me a second, He's it... got a small penis toupee. The, the kind, kind you find at the end of your penis <laughs> in the Amish land. All right. So I do have some other creepy stuff Ooh, that bring happened. It. I love the creepy yeah. stuff. So I feel like I vaguely remember this because Elizabeth Smart was not too much older than us when this was happening. So I vividly remember her being on the news. Remember huh. that picture of her in the orange vest? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so creepy. Yes. And I, I vaguely remember hearing about this happening. Um, but not too long into her captivity, so she had obviously been very um, conditioned and she's young and uh, like you can only imagine the trauma that's causing. And he had told her, you know, I don't want you to speak. I don't want you to talk about your your family or anything like that. Uh, so he was talking about this area that I guess his mother lived and Elizabeth piped up and was like, oh, that's just a couple, like, without even thinking. She's like, oh, that's a couple blocks away from where my cousin lives that I guess about the same age, you know, she's very close with. Um, And she, of course, regretted that because then (gasps) a couple days after that, he said, you know what? I've got, I had a vision that your cousin Olivia is to be the next wife that I take. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And when I read this, I was like, I vaguely remember hearing about this when this was all going on, too. Um, So he actually tried to break into her house. So it was actually one of the first nights they, in this documentary, they interviewed Olivia, too, kind of Mm -hmm. talking about this experience. And obviously the whole family is very close and they're very on edge about this. And it was one of the first nights that any of them were not sleeping in their parents' room. And it was actually her sister that was sleeping in the room that he was planning to break into. Oh, God. Oh, and it's just crazy. So he, same type of thing, cut the screen, was trying to get in. Luckily enough, there were pictures on the windowsill. And when he was trying to get in, they knocked over. And so the, the pictures getting knocked over were really what scared him off. 
And then, yeah, and it's just so crazy because obviously they called the police and said, you know, I'm the uncle of Elizabeth Smart. And can you imagine getting that call? How much are you thinking like, hmm, this is looking a little suspicious to the family right now, honestly. A little coincidental for it to happen twice to the same family. Well, long story short, long story smart. Yeah. (laughs) Not to be confused with Elizabeth Smart or Elizabeth Short. Yeah, she's not short. Jesus. She's not short. (laughs) She's not short. She did not short upon her kidnapping. Short and smart. She's short. She's short. And she sharted. Yes. I would have sharted myself if somebody came to the house. Oh, my God. No question. Um, So obviously he didn't successfully kidnap the cousin no, thank, thank god. god can you imagine if twice he in the same family and brings Ugh. that girl back to the camp and there's her cu- like her that severely brainwashed yeah cousin. but like that is that is not i don't even know if lifetime would pick up that story it's too unbelievable i know tell me about it <laughs> and the poor family would just oh feel my so god. stupid at that point like yeah. come on twice Ugh. like fool me once yeah you know what i mean yeah, shame on you. Fool me twice. Fool me twice. I, mean, I re- revoke my smart last name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, it's it's pretty awful. But um, Emmanuel would go down. So pretty much they were at this camp, right? Yeah. And he would go down into Salt Lake City and he would tell them that he was preaching. Oh. And in reality, he was obviously just begging on the street. Of course. Yeah. And so this is like what you were saying, where they were kind of left without food. Right. And so he would come back every couple of days or whatever, you know, sometimes with leftover KFC that somebody gave him. Ugh. Um, and then I guess she and Wanda were able to convince him to allow them like hey we can't keep going on like this right you know and that's kind of when they went down into the city and were they were seen by people but obviously to protect this whole situation this is when he forced her to start wearing that whole face job situation Mm -hmm. yeah yep yeah i always wondered too and i don't know if we know this or if anybody does but what's the deal with wanda like is she another victim was she just in on the whole thing I don't know. I, I, so they actually have, I, I found a little bit on their history. This might be an interesting little segue here. Yeah. So, um, they actually met, I believe at the Harry Krishna's. Have you heard of that before? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they both grew up similarly, I think in, you know, kind of mainstream Mormon lifestyle. Um, and then, ended up i think they both had children from other marriages and Jeez. ended up how'd you or like to be one of their did. children oh my god can you imagine that no they were the ones way. that actually helped identify him though on on tv so thank god yeah they that were, is helpful thank god you know um i don't know but this, so they ended up you know meeting getting married but i feel like there's got to be something off with her too whether or not it's you know, like she's under his control and a victim as well. But I just feel like there's something off regardless. Oh, completely. Like yeah. it felt like she was in cahoots. But I guess you just never know because, yeah. you know, these people exert such dominance over, you know, kidnapping victims and even just folks who they kind of get under their spell. And then and she, and she clearly bought into his like crazy religion. Beliefs. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, she never fought back. So. Right. Right. Yeah. She even, you know, encouraged kind of this like him raping her through these rituals that he like just the sick, awful, terrible thing. Ugh, what yeah. A bummer. 
Um, so anyway, they, uh, so she, Wanda was actually the one that really got mad at him about the food, but, um, this again led them to going into the city more. And this story is so crazy interesting to me. Yeah. So, um, they go down and they're in a supermarket. (laughs) This is like, this is like nineties movie. Apparently there was a cashier that said, Hey, there's a party tonight. And which what the hell? Yeah, like hey, crazy people in veils and robes, you want to come? Come to my house. Yeah, and so apparently Steal our they shit. did. Yeah, and these are where those pictures are taken of Elizabeth, where you can see that it's clearly her. Her eyes, it's just like creepy so as anything. Ugh, and the fact that she was like hiding in plain sight, you know, yeah. and was right there, and like debatably able to like speak out but obviously terrified to do so brainwashed whatever um it's just so sad well it was sad too because they actually interviewed one of the guys that was at the party there oh, God. and you think of salt lake city you think of like you know there's obviously no alcohol at this party or like something like that so th- this guy at the party what he said when they interviewed him though was that salt lake city it's because it's a city and I-, I guess probably because of the big Mormon surrounding community. Um, it's like you're either very Mormon or you're very not. Oh, wow. So this okay. was a very alternative um, scene. Okay. And so she, they had Elizabeth Smart talking on this too. So she was just even more shocked and scared going there. They apparently oh, had sure. like fire dancers in the backyard. Whoa. Yeah. They had obviously tons of alcohol it was just like very scary and foreign to her and they actually ended up getting kicked out of the party because Emmanuel was just like drinking all of their alcohol and just being obnoxious <laughs> sounds about right classic yeah. Emmanuel mm-hmm. we know some Emmanuel we know some of our own oh, Manny's yeah but <laughs> Manny. holy crap yeah so at this point they're Emmanuel was saying, so think about, again, Salt Lake City, you obviously get the snow, it's cold, Um, (laughs) you know, I'm being pretty smart over here. Um, It's August 27th, 2002, just to set the time. And he's deciding that they need to go west. They need to go somewhere warm to survive the winter. So they go to the Salt Lake City Library and they're looking through maps of San Diego to decide where they're going to go. Great. Yeah, but this is so sad again. An officer comes up because obviously this is all over the news everywhere there. Right. And um, she's wearing the veil. But knowing that Elizabeth Smart is missing and just kind of this whole situation that's going on, he wants to, you know, identify her and see if this might be Elizabeth. Sure. And Emmanuel kind of makes a scene and fights back and says, you know, this is against my religious belief. You're, you know, attacking me, blah, blah, blah. God. And the officer obviously has to weigh kind of. um, Pro con. Like, do I interfere? Do I? Yeah. Do I? Am I violating? Something. Yeah. And so ultimately he didn't make her take off the veil and she was so scared she obviously didn't say anything and so at this point then they actually went to san diego Ugh, which got is... on a bus went to san diego it's crazy so kind of a build up there they were out there to san diego but pretty much nothing really happened out there elizabeth knew that they needed to get back to salt lake city if she had any chance of you know somebody finding her 
And so she kind of used that whole um, prophet, you know, I had a vision, uh, <laughs> not Martin Luther King. I have a dream. Yes. She said to him, she's like, you know, I just, I had this feeling that we're supposed to go back to Salt Lake City. Like, what do you think? Kind of using that reverse psychology on him. Right. And then, make it seem like it was his idea. And yep. And it worked. And then he pretty much like the next day or so was like, you know, I think, I think I've been told that we need to go back to Salt Lake City. So that's exactly what they did. Perfect timing. Yeah. Lucky enough. It was perfect timing because who just has a, who just has a recovered memory? Oh, surprise, surprise. It's Mary Catherine. Oh, you don't say. Who was completely useless in the moment, but came in very handy later on. Just took a year. Yep. She suddenly reminds herself, I don't know what triggered the memory. Yeah. But it suddenly occurs to Mary Catherine, hey, I have seen this kidnapper before. And you know who he resembles? A guy who worked on our house one time as a handyman. Yeah, that one day. (laughs) Right, that one day, that one time. A guy who called himself Emmanuel. Hmm. So I guess, and you said it was his family member who recognized his pictures on yeah. America's Most Wanted. Yeah. So what ended up happening was the they brought this info to the police and they were just kind of sitting on it. And um, I guess Ed got in touch with John Walsh from America's um, Most Wanted. And he pretty much told him, like, we'll air this, but we really need some new information, something that, you know, we can feature. And so they decided, you know what, this is the information we're going to put out there, whether the police kind of really want us to or not. Right. And so they had a sketch drawn up. um, And it was interesting because when they first met Emmanuel on the streets, he was actually clean shaven. And so this is, again, which is what's so remarkable that uh, Mary Catherine recognized him. Yeah. And recognized the voice and everything. But one could say she had a vision. It might have just been. Right. You know, I'm something to all this cool. vision our, stuff. our next uh, religion that's going to get started up out of this. Right. Prophet Mary Catherine. That's right. Um, but yeah, so it was actually his because uh, they had the, the, the drawing. They had his name, Emmanuel. And uh, it was, I think think wanda's children because he was essentially their stepfather that called in and identified his real name right yep and what's great so once they had the name they had the picture they had the whole workup and it aired on america's most wanted it didn't take long at all i think it took a month it was march 12th 2003 that a passerby recognized this crazy character brian david mitchell walking down the street with elizabeth who of course was in a full veil wig sunglasses the whole bit Mm -hmm. and it didn't take long for authorities to arrest emmanuel and his wife and for elizabeth to be returned to her family it was that very same night yeah but to show you kind of the brainwashing and the and the crazy situation that's going on oh this was so sad they when they pulled up and they they asked her so many times are you elizabeth smart are you elizabeth smart because like i'm sorry this is a pretty clear you know description of these crazy looking people and what's going on um and she denied it denied it denied it and then finally said yes i'm elizabeth smart oh my god it's just it's so way to go mk right and thank (laughs) god they pressed her on it because geez yeah and what's nuts too is how long the prosecution against brian david mitchell stretched on that shit went on for years i think it was let's see 
it wasn't until 2010, more than eight years after Elizabeth was kidnapped, that the jury in the federal courtroom in Salt Lake City finally found Mitchell guilty of kidnapping, transporting a child, Elizabeth Smart, across state lines for sexual purposes. And for this crime, he was sentenced to life in prison. His wife was sentenced to 15 years behind bars for her part in the crime. I mean, finally. But a big part of why it took so long for this conviction to come down is because he kept getting rejected from the courtroom because he was deemed unfit to be on trial because of his mental insanity. I mean, the guy was a complete nut. A couple times in court, he started singing randomly. A couple times he had loud outbursts. I mean, the guy was a complete nutter butter. Yeah. But honestly, I'm so glad they did finally get enough to convict him because and sentence him because the guy. Yeah. He clearly was had his wherewithal, had his wits about him enough to be able to say, "Okay, I'm kidnapping this girl and I'm going to, you know, ruin her life forever. Luckily for Elizabeth, she didn't let it ruin her life forever. But still. Yeah. Well, yeah. But the awful thing that just like. Oh my god, I don't know how you can continue living. Is Wanda Barzi was released, I want to say like two years ago. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and she actually is living not far, from, like 15 miles or something from where Elizabeth is living now. Oh can my god. Can you imagine god. that? Like, that's the thing that, like, it's great that he got life in prison, but the fact that she's now out on the streets again like i would be just horrified and she has young children of her own elizabeth exactly and i would just be constantly worried that the same thing would happen to my children yeah. that happened to me and i get it that like you have family and everything nearby and obviously you don't want to let you know these people dictate your life but like i just can't imagine yeah, maybe pick a different place to live yeah that i just, don't know like, oof, yeah so I think that's kind of the current state of things obviously like we said at the beginning you know she's really taken this on and become a public figure speaking out for um women in particular i think and children that have been kidnapped and abused yeah yeah she started great. the elizabeth smart foundation in 2011 and it's all about empowerment resources all that good stuff for trauma victims um and their families And that same year, she was actually also named a special correspondent for ABC News, where she reported on special um, kind of missing persons cases, child abduction cases, all the stuff that she has firsthand knowledge of. Yeah. And then in 2013, she actually released her own memoir that was entitled My Story. And it just has all these horrific details that she encountered when she was kidnapped and the story kind of goes deep into the inhumane treatment that she got from the captors she really says that the book was a form of closure for her and she wants to tell everybody yeah she's sending a message you know i'm happy in my life i'm thriving i'm doing great and you know i'm not only surviving but i'm really living my best life So just to wrap up, I thought it would be fun to kind of give a Philly version of the Elizabeth Smart story just to show the grit and just absolute craziness of our city and it's the bad um, things that happen here yeah the bad (laughs) things that happen well some bad things happened to these kidnappers when they decided to kidnap six-year-old Erica Pratt 
who was taken from her home in southwest Philly. She was abducted around 9 p.m. Um, oh, my God. And she was taken, I think, around 2002. Was she just taken out of her win- like out of her bedroom window or something? Yeah, just was abducted, <gasps> oh, that's taken like out of her home. that's like my childhood So nightmare. scary, right? And um, so she, I guess, was taken, actually, it looks like a few feet from her home. Okay. Um, and Ugh. her captors took her away. They demanded a $150,000 oh ransom. And... You know, it was just an entire sequence of events. What separates this story from that of Elizabeth Smart is the insane grit of this seven-year-old child. Oh, my God, child. I want to hear this. So she got abducted, and Erica was taken to this abandoned row home in North Philly, about 12 oh miles from her home, which, if you know Philly, all locations in Philadelphia proper are about 10 miles apart, mm-hmm. tops. Um, so she gets taken to this place in North Philly, and the captors covered her eyes, bound her oh hands and feet with duct tape, and left her alone, locked in a dark basement. Oh, my God. Absolutely terrifying. Seven, Seven years, years old. old. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, oh, my God. Right? So for hours, get this, Erica, not to be a victim, starts chewing. She starts a chewing. No through way. Through the duct tape no that bound way. her. So she's chewing, 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 like a little, like, beaver. I don't even know. Yeah, a little termite. little termite. Starts feeling her way through the dark basement. Oh my god! Hops up the basement stairs. Oh my And god. finds what a locked door <gasps> at the top. So oh most god. people probably would have been dissuaded. Yeah. Not Erica. She kicks out the panel on the Jesus. bottom of the door. <laughs> Who is this giant? Like, is she me? Literally, seven year old. Crazy. Like, size of a thirteen year old. Yeah, she's got some strength behind those yeah. legs. Wriggles through the narrow opening oh that she god. punched out in the panel and. Then punches out a window, Jeez. screams for help, bloody murder, and luckily two oh little boys God. who were playing outside the house hear the screams, and they find police officers and lead them right to her. Wow. And the chief inspector, Robert Davis of the Philly police, said, it amazes me that a girl who's only seven years yeah. old has the composure to take the time to gnaw her way out oh of the duct God. tape and get out. So she went to CHOP, which is a wonderful place for a cut on her cornea um, from the escape. Mm-hmm. And her escape came just hours after the police had announced that they were looking for these two men, 29-year-old oh. and a 23-year-old, for questioning and her disappearance. Oh, wow. Um, after Erica was finally found, the authorities said both men were being treated as suspects the police said that the abduction was not random at all. In fact, Whoa. said that somebody hoped to extort money from the Pratt family. Wow. The investigator said it wasn't clear why somebody would think that this family and really a working That's class what I was gonna neighborhood say. of yeah. Philly. Yeah, it would be able to afford this six-figure ransom. Wow. Um, but neighbors suggested that today Erica might have been a target because of reports that the family recently got uh, proceeds oh. from a life insurance policy, mm. which, again, are three rules oh, yes. of murder mysteries. Oh, yes. Follow Check that, life, that insurance life insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> and so the officials never confirmed whether there was such a policy, but the investigators basically were like, we never ruled any motives out. Wow. But I just thought that this was That's such incredible. a crazy story, such an unbelievable tale of grit, determination. Yeah. This girl was not going to die. Well, I'm just thinking like seven years old. That was like, I was an old, old kindergartner, but like end of kindergarten, beginning of first grade. Like, think of that. Absolutely. And I mean, I just, I would have died so quickly, yeah. like probably would have died of a heart attack, frankly, yes. of just pure fear. 
this girl I mean, she just nailed it. She literally chewed through the restraints. That's insane. And ran for the hills. And it's just, it's a great story. And it it always makes me laugh. I know that I have buddies who, like, also followed the Elizabeth Smart story. It was a big deal when we were coming oh, up. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, we kind of had a laugh when this story about this Erica Pratt came out because we thought, man, that is just classic Philly, oh my god you know? that's so true because elizabeth <laughs> you know so and it, granted there were a lot of things at play she was yeah, brainwashed right there were a lot of reasons captain with her the whole time exactly yeah. but you know elizabeth <laughs> was so a couple true. miles from home you this know no so big true. deal and this broad 12 miles from home dark basement seven years old <laughs> seven years old chewed through the tape Jesus. and kicked out the door <laughs> And escaped. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's so true. That's such a great one to end on because that is, that is, that's how a Philly kidnapping goes. You don't mess with Philly. No. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Betsy Boss Podcast. If you'd like to find us online, we're on Facebook at Betsy Boss Podcast, on Instagram at Betsy Boss Podcast, on Twitter at Betsy Boss Pod, and our email is Betsy Boss Podcast at gmail.com. Also, Betsy Boss is now on both iTunes and Spotify. If you like what you hear, please rate, subscribe, and comment. Thanks again for listening. 